I'm Chara Santilli. I was born with ambition. My parents were entrepreneurs and I pushed myself to be high school valedictorian, class president, most artistic, and most likely to succeed. The summer I turned 19, we celebrated my dad's 50th birthday with a hot air balloon ride. A crash landing left him with a broken neck, me with a broken heart, and my mom coping through alcohol. My relentless ambition helped me become a successful entrepreneur, yet my own private paralysis and overachiever addiction ruled me. I finally ventured on a quest for my best life. I found the path of my inner peace, how to stay on it and how to show the way for others. Now it's your turn. Ready to take that load off your shoulders? Join me so you can cherish your life. Today I'm talking about freeing yourself from worry. Everybody I know worries from time to time and some people a lot more than others. What are the things that can keep you up in the middle of the night? What are the things that pop into your head during the day that make you feel anxious and fret about things? Think about how much that happens to you. One of the best techniques I've learned to chill myself out when I'm worried about some possible future scenario is to go look at it, like really go look at what is the worst case scenario. I know some people that, you know, there's kind of this whole school of thought of focus on the positive, focus on the positive, don't even consider the negative, just shut it away. Well, that doesn't work for me. And I don't think it works for a lot of people. If you finally go face, you know, the monster under the bed, shine the light and see that there's nothing there or that whatever you see is something manageable to deal with in the moment, then that is really something that can be calming and help me relax and lessen my worry dramatically. I've always found it to be empowering and relieving to actually consider the worst case scenario. Now, my first tip about this is Do this with a trusted friend or a coach or a therapist, especially if it's something that's really big and bugging you in a serious way. I often have needed that kind of support myself to face something that was really becoming a constant worry and something that was really weighing on me heavily. So if you get that support, then you can face it together. And I mean, it's really no different than being in the dark as a kid and wanting somebody to be there with you to see where the scary noise came from. So I also recommend that you go all the way into the scenario and dig in with some questions. So if this thing happens that you're so worried about, then what? Then what would happen after that? What would need to happen? What could you do? What would be possible? How could you deal with it? Keep asking yourself that. And then what? And then what? And then what? You go like five layers deep into this. And if that happens, then what? And then what could I do? And then if that happens, then what? Then what could I do? You keep layering down, you know, and digging down further. And it really can help you shape, you know, just instead of just being like, okay, somebody worried about their business going under, for instance. Well, just the big fear is one thing. Let's break it down into the steps. And then what would be done? Is there somebody you could turn to to get a loan? The bank? the credit cards? How much do you have in cash? Is your credit limit on your cards? Do you have any lines of credit? 
Who could you possibly talk with? You know, let's make a list. How many people are there that you could talk with to get support? Like, what is the worst case scenario? And instead of just saying that this thing would just come to an end, boom, it'd be over and my life would feel like it's ended too, then if you break it down into the pieces, it doesn't look quite so scary. And if you have someone to guide you through this process, it's even better because they can really help brainstorm with you and see what are all the options and how would, could this actually look? Then it doesn't feel so dramatic and so just huge and catastrophic. So that is something that I've found to really help me work through those moments of where I'm just ruminating and just worried and worried and worried. You're going to often find it's not as awful as you thought. Can you find the part of you who knows you'd actually be okay in this scenario? Because that's where the peace of mind comes in. When you can lay it all out and be like, well, okay, yeah, this would suck, whatever it is you're worried about. It doesn't mean you have to like it. It could be really hard to deal with. It could be really painful. Yes, all of those things can be true. And yet, can you find within yourself the part of you that you know you'd actually be okay? Like no matter what, you're going to be okay. Because as soon as you can find that part of you, that's when the worry lessens. That's when peace of mind comes in. Yet often it does take some support and some person to help you go there to find that. I also want you to think about the times in the past when you were so worried about something happening and it never happened. Think about how much energy you spent worrying. What was the cost of that worry? Like, what did it cost you in your body, the tension, the lack of sleep? What did it cost you in your relationships, the lack of focus and always bringing up the thing you're worried about? Or just your mind always be spinning around that instead of being present with someone that you care about. The lack of connection, lack of joy that, you know, did it steal you of your joy, your play? So think about that. Now consider times in the past when you were worried about something happening and it actually did happen. So what you were worried about did happen. Okay, that is the case sometimes. Are you okay now? How much energy did you spend on the worrying, though, leading up to the thing? Even though it did end up happening, what was the cost of that worry? Again, what did it do to you? And, you know, the thing happened, that's something that you've had to face. And yet, was the cost of all the worry leading up to it really worth what it cost you? Probably not. I can think about something very big for me when my mom was dying and she had liver disease. And um, before that, it was alcoholism that was led to the liver disease, that led to the liver failure, that led to her passing away. And there was a lot of years of me worrying about her dying. She ended up dying early. And it was very hard to deal with. And it made me very sad. And yet, if I look back, how much did it cost me all the worrying in all those years? What, how it affected my body, my relationships, my life. I think that there was a lot of time spent on worrying that was not helpful to me and my life and those around me. And it didn't help her any either. So how I envision all of this, when we 
face the thing we're most scared of, when we follow down the path and see what would it actually look like, imagine it. When we look back and think about times we were worried about something that never happened, and when we look back and looked at times we were worried about something that did happen, when we look at all of these things, in my experience, we're shining a light on the scary stuff so that it doesn't have as much power. It can't stay as scary when we start looking at it and analyzing it more like this. And I also have this visual image I think of. It's like I'm filling up a file cabinet of evidence in my brain with proof that this worry really is not beneficial and it actually hurt me and hurt things in my life. So if I can build up that file cabinet of evidence in a calm place when I'm not in a spinning state, but when I can just look at all these things and look at it, and then that can help me in the future. And it will help change the patterns of how I think about things. But just hearing me talk about this isn't enough. You need to establish your own proof that relates to your own life experiences. And then you need to do that you know, more than once in order to shift these stories. It's your inner perspective of things that continues you to think and act and feel the way you do. It's your awareness of how you view things that can change the story and stop or lessen the worry. I have a free training that helps you increase your awareness throughout your day. And I hope you go check it out. It's at cherishyourlife.com forward slash free training. And I hope that any of these tips I gave you today may be something that you try and see if it helps you to lessen that worry, to free yourself from it, to open yourself up and open yourself up to the life you really want to live. My closing quote for today, actually I've got two today because I could not decide. So here we go. The first one is from Irma Bombeck. Worry is like a rocking chair. It gives you something to do, but it never gets you anywhere. And the second is by Leo Buskaya. Worry never robs tomorrow of its sorrow. It only saps today of its joy. I hope you're enjoying my Cherish Your Life podcast. If this is supporting you in any way, please review, subscribe, and share it with friends and family. You can follow me on social media at Cherish Your Life, and my website is cherishyourlife.com. Yep, my name's unique. Here's an easy tip for you to pronounce and spell it. It's like the city, Paris, but with a CH. Special thanks to my dear friend, Paul Suyelgis, who enhanced and mixed the musical track. Little did we know back in college in the 90s, while my then boyfriend, now husband, and I listened to Paul riff on his guitar, that he'd be helping me decades later give a creative touch to something called a podcast. <laughs>